having said that, the series for this one is It's All About Love. The subtitle for today is I Never Knew Love Like This Before. I'm going to show you a love you should be experiencing if it's real. If it's real. Now, if you apply these principles and you discover it ain't real, don't be mad at me. I'm just the messenger. All right? And I want you to apply. I want you to take this acid test. After I tell you what it is and how we should operate in it, I want you to take the acid test. So as the title's called, I Never Knew Love Before. Uh, a wise song back in uh, 2006 uh, really says it, and it ain't a rap, y'all, so no, it ain't. This is for those, uh, uh, not really old school, those who appreciate words, not just beats and rhythm, just words. Uh, it's a woman and a group, and they're saying, ever since I met you, seems I can't forget you. The thought of you keeps running through my mind, through the back of my mind. Every time I'm near you, I get the urge to feel you. Just touching you and loving you makes everything all right. Why? Because I never knew love before. Then came you. Isn't that awesome? I never knew love before. Then came you. That's Dion Warwick and the Spinners. It's words. And I don't care how many times you say you've been in love, you've had several different people you're in love with, or you've had a one true love. I promise you, my brothers and sisters, you never knew a love like Jesus. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. You never, you never knew, a love like Jesus. knew a love like Jesus. And so I, I want to kind of unpack that. I want to kind of unpack that. Do you know not only does Jesus love you, but Jesus is a lover. Not a player, a lover. Not a pimp, a lover. Not a good hookup, a lover. Jesus is a lover. Let me first remind you, because many of you should know this, especially if you're following moments, cheap, shameless plug, especially if you're following moments, we've been talking about love. And love simply means write it down, remember it, keep it in your head, keep it in your head, because this is what you'll be able to answer for yourself regardless of what somebody tells you, even your children. Because to love means to do what's best for someone else. Amen. You're not loving me if you're not doing what's best for me. And sometimes what's best for me is for you to tell me no. Yes. Sometimes what's best for me is for you to leave me alone till I cool off or come to my senses. Amen. To love means I'm going to do what's best for someone else. To love yourself. Keisha is to do what's best for you. And guess what I discovered? We don't really love ourselves. Not like we say, oh, I love me some me but you don't get the proper rest. But you don't eat right. You don't stay away from what you need to stay away from, but you love you. Because loving you, come on, let's be honest, is doing what's best for you. And do you always do what's best for you? Because I know some say, oh, yes, I do. But do you always do what's best for you? Because to love you is to do what's best for you all the time. That means turning that phone off, going to sleep. That means waking up at the right time. That means eating the right food. Come on. That's what's best, is it not? So when you love yourself, you're doing what's best for yourself. 
When you're loving other people, you're doing what's best for them. Not which makes them comfortable. Right. Not to pamper them because you spoil them. And some people are so spoiled that they can't function unless they get the attention they need. And that's a dangerous thing when you need attention because you do all kinds of stuff to get it. Amen, somebody. Amen. So we're going to look at this thing, love with Jesus. Now, let me, before I give you um, the verses, let me just kind of, well, let, let's go here. Let's go to uh, John chapter 13. I like it when we got this Bible and we page turning and all of that. I know you got the tablets and phones, but it's something about them pages. Just huh? Now, that's me. You know, nothing wrong if you don't have it. But John chapter 13, I'm reading from the New King James Version. And watch this, Brother Charles, because this, this verse always, uh, these verses, Reverend Ward, always just, just, it's almost like I see a movie when I read this. John chapter 13, I'm still reading at verse number 22. Then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Jesus tells the disciples, they're sitting there eating, and Jesus says, one of you is a betrayer. One of you going to leave me. One of you going to forsake me. One of you going to sell me out. Right. Watch what happens now. Now there was leaning on Jesus bosom, one of his disciples whom Jesus loved. That love does not mean he didn't love other people. Some people you're closer to because they're closer to you. Come on. Look down. Now, Jesus does not play favorites. Watch this. You're as close to him as you want to be. So don't look at somebody else. Oh, they, they see super spiritual. I wish I could pray like that. I wish I knew God like that. You're as close as you want to be. Amen. So if you're feeling distant, he didn't leave. You did. Amen. Okay, watch this now. And the Bible says, um, verse 24, Simon Peter therefore motion, motioned to him to ask him. It was of whom he spoke. Who it was of whom he spoke. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is he. Wow, everybody at the table. Mm -hmm. That's just the way I think. It's like New Jack City. When <laughs> Wesley Snipes is walking with his dark chocolate cell. And he's looking at everybody. And watch what Jesus says. That to kind of give you the scene. Verse 26, Jesus said, it is he to whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. Mm -hmm. So right now, you're looking. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on, y'all. Think yeah. with me. Yeah. You watching. Yeah. <laughs> okay. How many saw the Matrix? <laughs> huh? You're watching who he gives it to. Watch now. He's telling him, he said, y'all want to know who it is? I'm going to show you. Watch this, Brother Marcus. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. What do you think Judas is thinking? Oh, my. Oh. <laughs> Depending on the kind of mindset Judas is. Because Judas could have been bold like some of y'all. You know how when you're going to do wrong, you don't care who see? Yeah, that's right. I did it. Yeah, it's me. Come on. You know you go there. Now, after a piece of bread, Satan entered him. Then Jesus said to him, whoo, boy, masterful. What you do, do quickly. Amen. Oh, I wish they'd just make a movie. Just show that scene. Just. But no one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him. 
For some thought, because Judas had the money box, that Jesus said to him, buy those things we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. Aren't wrong. <laughs> Having received a piece of bread, then he went out immediately, and it was night. Sometimes the real you comes out in the darkest moment. When things get tough, you really get to see what people made of. But here's the point I want to get to, Sister Boykin, verse 31. So, when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now, the Son of Man is glorified. Son of Man looks good to glorify, spotlight, make look good. And God is glorified in him. Not only I'm looking good, but my father's looking good in me. Right. See, it was never about Jesus. It's about Jesus doing what the father sent him to do. If God, watch this now. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself the glory, and glorify him immediately. Amen. The point I want you to get is in 31, he says, now the son of man. He gives them a new commandment. Watch where he goes down. Now, little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, where I'm going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, here it is, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Wait. He's talking about loving one another now that he got rid of the one that don't love everybody. Why doesn't he say it? Why, 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 why does he say it? Why doesn't he say it when Judas said Because everybody in your corner ain't got your back. Well, come on, Amen. Sometimes you got to get rid of some people to see the real people. Amen. Some people just ride. They're not ride or die. They just ride. Amen. And Jesus exposed it. He said, now, new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know you're my disciples, if you have love for one another. Not by how much scripture you know, not how many times you come to church, right. not how strong you pray, right. not how awesome you sing, not how much money you give. Right. They will know that you are my disciples by the love you have for one another, which means you cannot be right with God and be wrong with people. Right. Oh, I love God. You want to prove? Prove to me you love God. Love that sister on the job who can't stand your guts. Love that man that talk about you all the time. Love those people who criticize you. I mean, you say you God's child. Prove it. He says, by this, men will know. Everybody will know by the love you have. Listen, you know, church should be the place where there's the most love displayed. Love should always be displayed in church. I don't care how people feel, what they're thinking, what they're going through. Love should always be displayed in church. And we ought to start praying prior to getting to church, Brother Will, that we have a loving spirit because we don't know what folk doing through they come before they come here. And you take it, oh, she don't want to speak. She don't want to say, you don't know what kind of hell she went through before she got here. You don't know what he's dealing with. Just thank God he's here. He could be in the street. He could be breaking in somebody's car. She could be walking the street. He could be on drugs. Thank God they're here. Be loving because that's people appreciate everybody. I don't care who you are wants to be loved. Feel love. That's why people join all kinds of things and get involved in stuff because they want to feel love. Even if it's fake. Because they're looking for a feeling. You ever met somebody that just want love and you say, why do you do this? He said, why do you? Because I want to be loved. I want to feel love. And they don't know how to express it. So they do things that makes them feel their love. So before we beat them up, love them. 
Love them. I don't care who they are, how they live. Love them. Because by this, men will know that you are disciples of Jesus Christ. Now, let me start by giving you a few little facts before I get to the point. Here's a few little facts. Here it is. Number one, love is not conditional. The kind of love we're talking about, it is not conditional. It is not if you do this, I'll do that. It's not conditional. I will hear uh, my grandmother, I can't call her Big Mama because she's, I'm talking about my mother's mama. Big Mama is my dad's mama. You, many of you seen her, she's come here. My other grandmother, I call her T. Lorraine, uh, she is my mother's mother. And she's short and she means what she says, say what she means. That don't matter. Not mean, just direct. And we got to be careful with that because we're misconstrued people who are direct and honest and think they mean they ain't mean. They know what they want, want what they know. And they're not afraid to communicate that. See, we, 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 we misconstrued and think they're arrogant. No, 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 no. They just know what they want. How much better would life be if you were direct and honest with people and said what you want? No, I don't like you. Would you please remove yourself? Oh, you're so mean. Well, what, you, what you want me to say? Uh, come on. You know, you ready? Can I give you one statement that will change your life forever? Only if you do it. No, don't just shake your head. Be honest with me. Do you want this statement that will change your life forever? Only if you do it. Oh, that was a little weak. Do you want this statement that will change your life? And once I tell it to you, watch this, Brittany. Once I tell it to you and you don't do it, then you don't want your life to change. You got to do it. Now, it's going to hurt some people's feelings. It ain't going to be mean. It ain't going to be rude. But it will change your life forever. I promise. Okay, let me, let me go like the young people say. I put it on everything I love. <laughs> no, I mean, that's how serious I am about it. Write it down. Yeah. And, but see, this is what you got to learn. That I'm learning, Reverend War. Don't just communicate stuff for other people to get. Communicate stuff for you to apply. Amen. <laughs> Don't just understand it. Apply it. Amen. Don't just like it. Apply it. Are you ready for the statement that will change your life forever if you do it? Yes. Here it is. No, I don't want you to forget it. You should only be involved with people and things that make you better. If it don't make you better, don't do it. You hear me, Brother Boykin? Don't do it. I don't care who don't like it. If it don't make you better, why are you doing it? I'll wait. Well, because I don't care what they say. Does it make you better? If it don't improve you, it's an issue. If it don't improve me, I can't get involved. Come to the store with me now. That ain't going to help me because you ain't got no money. And then you're going to get there and not know what you want. And my nerves are going to be vexed because I come all the way here. You won't come to family reunion? Nope. But that's your family. I got it, but it ain't going to better me because I'm going to cuss Auntie Shirley out with that nasty potato salad. I'm tired. I'm tired of her putting that big glob on my plate. Tell my taste is, baby. Everybody love it. Now I'm making you laugh, but you understand the point. If it don't make you better, don't do it. Now, there's some things that's going to make you better you don't want to do. You ready? Be a good parent. That makes you better. Yes. 
Be a good member of church and makes you better. Give the tithe, it makes you better. Love people, it makes you better. Tell others about Christ, it makes you better. Topaz, if it don't make you better, don't do it. And I don't care who don't like it. Because Jesus always does that which makes you better. Amen. Check the record. Amen. Jesus never does stuff that don't make right you better. Even when he tells you stuff you don't like. Amen. That's going to make you better. It's like medicine. Ooh, I don't like to take these pills. You better take it. Well, I don't believe in doctors and medicine. <laughs> Boy, that, that, that's got to be in my top three of tick-me-offs. Oh, I believe in the Holy, the Holy Spirit going to heal me, but you don't want to take no medicine. So why did he put doctors here? Let me get out of that. Let me just go. Come on, God. Love is not conditional. Love is not temporary. I'll love you until. And you know it's temporary when people attach stuff to it. I love you because... Love is not seasonal. I'm going to love you up to the week before Valentine's Day. I'm going to love you up until the month before your birthday, because you likes to celebrate all months. So I'll be gone before that month. Come up. Come on, I like you, boy. I'm going to love you up till December, because December, I'm ghost. And I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm ghost. I'm gone. I'm off Facebook. I'm off. <laughs> oh, I done gave somebody game plan away. Come on, you see people do it. Hey, Facebook fam. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. Because for the next 30 days. Now, this November, the last day of November, for the next 30 days, the Lord is leading me to stay off all forms of social media. I'm using it as a time of reflection, <laughs> consecration for the new year. And now January 1st, you turned up at the club, the pictures from what you were doing, you know. Now, if you're doing that for time of consecration, you ought to come better, right? You need to come back better, but you come back posting the same thing. Ghetto fights. World star. You somewhere, you throwing up, and you telling them, turn the camera off. and You dropping it and can't pick it up. Love is not seasonal. You with me? I'm about to wrap it up right now. Now, let's go to Luke chapter 10. Watch this. This is what I want to tell you. Now, remember what I told you. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. If it does not make you better, don't do it. Amen. Well, don't do it and don't apologize. Hey, I can't do it. Now, let me tell you where some of you are going to mess up. You're going to tell people, well, I'm not doing that because that don't make me better. Now you're about to start an argument. <laughs> Just say, I choose not to do that. Do you know you're your own person? You have a right to make up your mind and change your mind. You need to start calling people right now. No, the minute you get out here, start texting them. You know what? I'm not going to be able to come to the, uh, uh, the R&B cruise. I did want to see Tank take a show, but I'm not going to be able to make that this year. Because before you see Tank take a shirt off, you're going to have a fight on your way to the cruise. You're going to be full of libation, so you're going to really be tipsy getting up the ship. Oh, come on. You're going to argue with the cook because you asked for lobster and ain't got lobster this year. 
No, some of you got some of you know some stuff you want to get involved in later in the year. And I'm telling you, you know some stuff that don't make you better. Cut it off before it starts. So whoever gonna be mad, watch this. Get them mad now, Joy. Let them get mad. Good and mad right now. Let them be fired up now. Can you believe that? She says she's not coming in November. Child, I may be dead tomorrow. <laughs> and you talking about the, the trip to Alaska. We taking the one of me and my boo going to be snuggled up with our fake chinchillas on taking pictures. Hey. Somebody catch that. Luke chapter 10. Come on. Come on. Luke chapter 10. I'm under time constraints. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Boy, this is a powerful statement by you. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. <clears throat> Starting at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, being Jesus, saying, Teacher, very respectful, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? It's a good question. It's a good question. He not being mean. He not being rude. He has a good question. He's asking, oh, I'd be trying to get out of stuff, but so much be calling me. Watch this. <laughs> He's got a good question. He's asking the right person at the right place. He said, wait, wait, it's Jesus here. Hold up. Jesus, I got a question. Here it is. What shall I do? Now watch, he ain't worried about nobody else. You know, because some of us ask questions for other people. Come on, you know that. Bishop, what do you say if uh, somebody <laughs> had a problem with their significant other? I'm not saying names. I'm just asking. And soon as you know, you, Bishop just told me for you to tell Leroy to get <laughs> the step it. All right. Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Watch what Jesus says. He said to him, boy, I love Jesus. Reverend, I love him. The more I get to know him, the more I spend time with him, the more I love him. Watch what Jesus said. Jesus is not being rude. You ask a good question, right place, right person. Here's Jesus' answer. What is written in the law? You're a lawyer, Karina. What, 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 what's in the books you got? Wait, he don't let him answer that. Then he asks another question. Not only what is in it, what is your reading of it? What do you get from them books you read? You got all that knowledge. What do you... Now watch this. Sister Jay, the man's going to answer his own question. Okay, watch. I'm going to read it. Watch. So he answered, verse 27, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> oh, I wish you could see what I see. So watch Jesus how smooth. Felicia, watch what Jesus says. He says to the man, verse 28, and he said to him, You've answered rightly. You, you. <laughs> You, you, that's right. You're right. Homeboy, you're right. Good question. Good answer. Now, here's where it messes up. Messes him up. You see, after rightly, semicolon, you're right. Now, what you just said is equally important as what I'm about to tell you. See, because we like to feel good when we know stuff. I told them. The Bible said. Watch Jesus. Do this and you will live. Hey, watch how that ties in. This is the year we're doing. Your life ain't better because you're still talking. When you going to do it? 
the book, the business, the saving, the scriptures, the reading, the praying, the street work. When you going to do it? You're in February. You still got time. Come on. When you going to do it? I'm going to stop fooling with when. I'm going to stop going when. I'm going to start when, 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 when. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, you need to know when, and you need to know why. Why are you doing it? Yeah. When are you going to do it? Uh -huh. yeah. What's your purpose? Yeah. Are you doing it just to do it or be seen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she doing? I told you, no, do it. Come on, do it. Jesus says, watch this now. Do this and you will live. Verse 29. But he wanting to justify himself said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Again, Jesus, I want you to see it. Oh, boy, boy, boy. Then Jesus answered, okay, we won't go in like this. Mr. Bernard, watch what he says. All right, it's almost like Jesus says, all right, feel me on this. A certain man. Jesus tells him a story. It's parables. So for all of those who think Bishop be telling all these stories now, watch this. It's a parable. Wait. It doesn't even really happen. <laughs> you missed it. Yeah. It ain't real. It's a parable. I'm, no, he ain't lying, but he's making up a story for you to understand it. It's a setup. He says, okay. A certain man. Right? It's like, you know, somebody say, well, I understand it, and you give them a story to help them understand it. Yeah. That's what Jesus does. But the part I want to unpack, because I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time, watch this. Jesus tells this man two things in verse 27, and then we're done. I mean, the man answers the question and says two things that are powerful. So he answered and said, you shall love God, the Lord your God. Right? That tells him who to love. He says, love the Lord your God. Love him. You love him, you do what's best for him. You know the best thing for God? For you to worship him, to love him, and obey him. Amen. Watch it, now watch. He tells him who to love. Oh, but this is what I'm unpack. Ah, I'm out of time. How to do it, he tells him how to do it. How do I love him? The man says it all, with all your heart. Come on, with all your soul. With your strength, yes. and what are your mind? Yes. Three minutes, I'm going to tell you what it looks like. You better write fast. Here it is. With your heart, that's emotionally. How many times you say, that's my heart? When you refer to a boyfriend or girl, that's about, oh, that's old school for y'all. You remember that. That's my heart, that. Don't talk about him. That's my heart. That's my girl. Man, that's my heart. Don't talk about her. Leave short alone. That's my, that's my heart. What do you mean heart? Here it is. That means your emotions. Write this down. Because when you're giving somebody your heart, this is what you're saying. You got my emotions. Ooh, boy, I, I think I'm going to have to stop right here. I'm going to have to stop right here. I ain't going to be able to go. I got to run out of time. Heart. No, I'm really. I'm going to have to stop right here. Watch. Heart means my emotions. Uh -huh. You ready for this, sisters? Uh -huh. If he loves you with all his heart, that means he feels you without touching you. Well, you feel me. How many times say you feel me? Yeah. Huh? Without touching, that means we got a connection. Right. Emotional connection. God says, I want you to feel me. You can't touch him, but I feel him. Yes. Yes. I feel his spirit. I feel his presence. Yes. 
Okay, that's that time you're driving down the street and you start crying. Ain't no song on, you just... Because you think about the goodness of the Lord. And you think of all the things you did wrong. And here you got a house you never had. You're living better than you ever. You've got money. And even if you ain't got plenty of money, you got a job where you can get money. You got health and strength in your body. You know all the people you lied to, you lied on, you did wrong to. You know all the people you messed over and God has not allowed you to feel the repercussions of all that. You know how many people you have hurt? No, 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 no. Don't, don't think about who hurt you, but how many people have you hurt? How many people have you lied to? How many people have you let down? Yet God still takes care of you. Because he loves you. Can't nobody love you like that. He know all the wrong you're going to do before you do it. And yes, I'm going to still love you. I'm going to still wake you up every day, even if you don't tell me good morning. I'm going to still make sure you sleep all night without telling me good night. I'm going to still take care of you, even if you don't ever tell nobody about me. And I'm not just going to do it for one week, one month. Right. Not for one year, two years. As old as you are, every single day of your life, the Lord has been taking care of you. When you had a job, you didn't have no job. When you had friends, didn't have no friends. When you were in a hospital and the doctors quit. When you didn't know what you was going to do. When you was ready to give up because he stopped dealing with you or she stopped dealing with you. When you were going places you shouldn't have been and doing stuff you shouldn't have done. Every single day of your life, as old as you are, he never stopped loving. I'm going to close right here because you've got to appreciate he loves you and he wants you to love him with all your heart. Look, look, I'm done. With all your heart, now and we're going to have to continue this. I'm going to pick this up on Wednesday. With all your heart. He says, feel me without touching me. You know one way you know somebody loves you? When they ain't got to touch you to tell you how good they feel about you. When they can say, you make me feel good. Well, how? How? Because you stimulate my mind and you, you, you make me want to be with you. And I think about you and I get happy thoughts. I don't get depressed and I don't get discouraged. Even when it's rough, I can trust you. Let me tell you something I shared with Brother Frank this morning. Listen, watch how deep this is, Brother Marcus. Watch this. Because he had a little situation. Thank you, brother. I ain't gonna reveal. He had a little situation that it was challenging for him. It got him emotional. And look what the Lord told me. He told me to tell him this morning to call. I'm gonna tell you. I said, Frank, get yourself together. You going to the house of the Lord. Get yourself together. Watch this. I said, if the mountain was smooth, you couldn't climb it. If it was smooth. And the problem is, we want life to be smooth, but you'll never get nowhere. You slip and slide and fall. God says, I got to make it rough. Because the joy is in the journey. And some of you can stand on top the mountain of trouble, the mountain of lack of money, and say, I made it. It's another year, and I made it. It was not smooth. It was rough. It was rough, but I made it. I climbed that joker. I made it. And guess what? As you keep living, there are going to be more mountains. So you got to keep climbing. Listen, stop saying, Lord, lighten the load. No, just say, Lord, strengthen my shoulders. Make me stronger to hold it. I want to go through this thing. I want to be better. I don't like what's happening, but I know it's going to make me better. I'm not going to be bitter because I love you with all my heart. 
how you get excited about that and you can't see him? Because I know him. Yes. Isn't that something when you know something? When you really know? You got to know he love you. The lawyer says, Jesus, part of it is loving you. The Lord your God with all your heart. Feeling me without touching me. And I don't care whether you're in church, you're reading the Bible, you are the feeling. Oh, God, I feel your presence. I, I don't need no music. Thank you for it, but I feel your presence. I don't need no song. I just, because in my mind, I can go back. I can go back because when I've been through some stuff that you should have left me with my no good, low down, dirty stuff, my stinking thinking, you should have left me right there, right there, because I know people who was in the same thing I was in and did not make it yet by your grace and mercy, no goodness of my own, but because you love me. Oh, you love me. He lets people leave because he loves you. Let him leave you because he loves you. Let him lie because he loves you. You ought to say, I'm climbing. So when you start facing challenges in your life tomorrow, you go to work or the holiday and you're resting. But whenever you get back to work, you're driving that traffic, do this. <laughs> when you get to the job and they're talking and the boss start nitpicking and uh, people, work, co-workers acting funny, do this. Mm, 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 mm. What's wrong? I'm climbing, girl. I'm climbing. I ain't got, I'm climbing. I'm climbing. What you climbing? I'm coming up this mountain. You just a bump in the road. You just a bump in the road. I was driving somewhere with uh, one of the daycare kids, and a boy says to me, "Say, Pastor, I didn't know they had speed bumps on this street." I said, "Yeah." He said, "Why?" I said, "To slow people down because there used to be kids that run in the street and play right in this, in this but just this small space. Oh God, Jesus, I'm trying to stop. It's a small space, one block, and it's the only street in that neighborhood with a speed bump. One block." And if you live on that block, you got to cross it. If you have to go that way, you got to cross it. But it's only one block. And the speed bump's so big, you can't go around it. You know how we try to do it. Anybody other than me, you say, uh-uh, I'm not going. Uh-uh, I'm trying. And you don't care who behind you. They better have their brakes on because I'm going around this. But you can't go around it. You got to go over it. And all I'm trying to tell you all as I close, it's just a speed bump. They're leaving you. They're lying on you. They're talking about you. They, you've done some stuff wrong. You know you're wrong for it. You confess it and realize it's just a speed bump. It's not a stop sign. Hey, you don't stop there. You go over it and you keep moving. Now you got to slow down when you get to it because watch this. If you go fast, you tear that car up. And that'll be your fault. God says, all I'm telling you all is to slow down, go over it, and you keep rolling. You're going through some trouble right now, just a speed bump, just going to slow you down. And truth be told, you really need to slow down. So whenever something bad happens, remember it's a speed bump. I'm climbing. I'm climbing. Climbing over this trouble. I'm climbing over this pain. I'm going up. Girl, every day I see you climbing. Why are you always climbing? Because the mountain I got is so big. Where God is taking me is so big. It's so high. And ain't nobody going to drop me off. I got to climb it. 
Because watch, if somebody drop you off at the top, how are you going to maintain it? See, some people want to get to the mountains and want to be dropped off there. No, you don't get dropped off. You got to climb it. Because watch this again. Mountains are for moments. You can't live there. You can't live there. That high point in your life is for moments. That's why you don't stay in a state where everything is just great and lovely. But I've been in the mountain long enough so I could appreciate the valley. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for our time. Thank you for using the lawyer who doesn't even realize it, that we have to love you with all of our heart. We have to feel you without touching you. We have to realize it's not about touchy-feely, it's about trusting and believing. And Father, we don't even know the mountains we're going to face. But I pray for your people as I pray for myself. I'm not asking you to move the mountain. And you know what I'm dealing with in my life and you know what they're dealing with. And I pray for them as I pray for myself. Lord, don't even move my mountain. I'm praying that you give me strength to climb. Give me the strength to get over this hurdle. Give me strength to slow down at this speed bump. Because all you want us to do is yield. Give you the right of way. Have your way. Work can be challenging. It can be difficult. It can be downright aggravating and frustrating. Work can be that way. Living can be difficult. Being a parent can be difficult. Denying yourself and taking care of somebody else and as up and down and moves. Marriage can be difficult. It can be a mountain. Relationships can be mountains. Health can be mountains. Give us the strength to climb. Not complaining, but knowing that we're conquering something. We're conquering. We, you said we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. You said that no weapon formed against us. That means the weapons got to come. The arrows got to come. Some going to hurt, but they won't kill us. They won't destroy us. They will develop us. They will make us stronger. We will be better and not better. Somebody today is going through a rough mountain situation. And they've been praying, Lord, move it. And the Lord is telling you today, I'm not going to move it. I'm going to give you strength to climb. Some of you got a lot on your shoulders. You taking care of everybody. You the soul winner. You the provider. You got to take care of the house. You got to take care of the kids. You got to keep the car running. You got to go to a job where you don't like people and people don't like you. And the Lord will not take it off your shoulders. He'll strengthen your shoulders, though. Because you will survive to testify. You will make it through this to tell somebody it was nobody but Jesus. And that's all he wants. He wants to get the glory and it's going to be for your good. Hey, he wants to get the glory and it's going to be for your good. He wants to get the glory. It's going to be for your good. He did tell us all things work together for the good. It don't look good. It don't feel good, but it's all for the good. Give us a better attitude about trouble that we would have the right outlook so we would receive the right outcome. I close as I say this. Help every one of us, Lord. Every one of us 
to stay away from anything that does not make us better. Even if it makes other people bitter. Even if some people got to leave. Because if they're leaving and not making you better, they should be gone anyway. Now, we ought to love them. Jesus wants us to love them. But if it don't make us better, then we've got to leave. Watch on a good note. And sometimes it won't be good because you can't change people's attitudes. But you can pray, Lord, help me to respond and not react. Thank you now. Thank you for giving us the strength starting the day to stay away from everything that does not make us better. If it does not improve me, it should not involve me. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.